getting to know more about God in His Word and meeting some interesting people along the way. This is the Ben Everson Podcast. I am really excited to bring you this episode. We are once again digging back into the archives to show you an episode that I recorded years ago with Amanda's grandfather, a veteran church planner. And this was a two-part episode uh, on a podcast that we were running years ago, and I've got that audio for you. And so here is me and uh, Brother Gene Hendricks, and I hope this is a real encouragement to you. You've had quite uh, quite a, a biography, uh, starting out with the Navy uh, back in the day, and that's where you came to know the Lord as your Savior, if I remember correctly. Well, if I made some dedication, I was saved before we went in. Okay. Okay. Uh, I talked a little loud about it. <clears throat> oh, that's, it'll pick you up no matter how loud you are. Yes, sir. I, I have a bad habit of talking really loud, so... You can talk however loud you want. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, my my being saved, I think, had a has a little ring to it, or something that'll uh, get me started off. Yeah. How, how did you come to know the Lord? Well, uh, uh, years ago, when my mother used to teach us a sto- uh, little poem on us, our uh, thing to say at night, you know, when we went to bed and. Now lay me down to sleep, I pray thee, Lord, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray thee, Lord, my soul to take. Well, that if I should die, begin to dwell on my heart. And sometimes I go to bed and be afraid that I might die before I wake up, you know. And mm. I, I had uh, heard about hell, and I certainly didn't want to go to hell. So, uh, when, and I, I guess I was about 16 years of age. Uh, I walked by myself about two miles to go to a revival meeting in Pensacola, Florida. Mm. And uh, the evangelist was preaching, and he made it very clear to me that night that I couldn't be good enough to get to heaven. And the only way was to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, who died for my sins and paid the price if I don't accept him. And he made it clear to me, and I, I didn't... Uh, uh, go forward that night, but I knew I should have, and I, I think I cried all the way home, those two miles back, because I hadn't gone forward. Hmm. So I got in bed and tossed and turned sometime about 10 o'clock, I guess, at night. Uh, I uh, thought, well, I'm, I'm going to ask the Lord to save me anyway, you know. I may <laughs> not be in church, but I'm going to ask the Lord to save me. Amen. So uh, I got out of bed, got on my knees, and I said, Lord, I... I want to accept Jesus as my Savior. I want to be saved. I want. Uh, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven, and and I want to put my faith and trust in you. I, I don't remember all the words I said, but uh, somehow uh, the Lord gave it me ease that night. I got in bed and went on back to sleep and slept like a baby that rest <laughs> of the night. And I never have actually been afraid of going to hell since then because uh, I knew I'd put my faith and trust in Jesus. Hmm. And uh, of course, after that, I went into the Navy. Mm. And uh, so uh, I tried to be a witness for Christ, and I tried to get the people to quit their bad habits. And uh, uh, instead of really getting them to repent of their sin and accept Christ as their Savior, mm-hmm. some of them changed their life, 
uh, some, but then the first thing you know, they were back on the old life, and I didn't go to church. So uh, then I got with a uh, fellow uh, that was a Christian young fellow, and uh, he and I were the only two Christians, I guess, on the little LST that we was on the English Channel. Now the L LST, that's a type of a boat then? Yes sir, it was a, a boat that, that's down in the front to have boat motor vehicles and things go on and they say across the channel and got on the other side and after the war was over they brought the equipment back. Oh, okay. So this was, a, a, so we was there about 14 months and we had a lot of good time to, uh, singing about the Lord and uh, being a witness for Christ. What was his name? Do you remember? Uh, Leo Horton. Leo Horton. He's down. He's been down at University Baptist Church down in in uh, Clemson area for a number of years now, hasn't he? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, uh, been over there. I mean, of course, it was about fifty years after we got out of the Navy before we got together. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Anyway, uh, uh, it's been a blessing, and I, I felt like the Lord definitely give him to help me and he said he felt the same thing about him mm. and, and he and I and uh, but anyway we had quite a time of uh, being together and praying together and experiencing things and sharing our testimony and and trying to get others to trust Christ as Savior. And so now you're over on the other side of the world and you're on this boat you're in the Navy. English Channel, yes. In the English Channel. English and this Channel. is this during the war. I mean, this, this was... is during, during the war. Mm. We took uh, caught trucks and, and uh, uh, other vehicles of war across at the English Channel uh, at the, right after B-Day day there. Oh, really? Right yes, after yes, uh, Normandy and everything? Yes, sir. And uh, oh. then uh, uh, after... Well. They would, we made a trip back. You usually bring wounded soldiers back over to England, mm. and some of them would die on the LST going back to England. Uh, wow. And we made a number of trips back and forth across that way. And uh, so uh, we had some class close calls. We and then we were Falmouth, England, there one time, and the, and the planes came over and to bomb it. And but we was kind of in a shaded place. And they told us just to stay still unless unless they were we were spotted, and mm. so we did. And so we they didn't bother us, and even though they bombed Falmouth, England, and uh, but anyway we had a number of experiences that way, and and um, then after we got out, we in 1945, uh, we separated. He went one way, and I went the other, and 50 years later. <laughs> on the computer, he began to look up every Eugene Hendrix that he could find, <laughs> and uh, he wrote to he found twenty of them and wrote to them, and he said, "You was the only one that answered." I said, "I was the only one you was asking for." <laughs> but anyway, we got together after fifty years, and and in and out, we have seen each other some during the time so it's been a, it's been a blessing and there was a blessing of the Lord for him to bring me along to, uh, to Leo and Leo belonged along to me and we were fellowship with each other and many times we got together uh, and prayed on the ship you know and had a three-inch gun that on the 
dirt of the ship, and uh, it was had a big old canvas over it. And we could get up, go up under that canvas, and uh, just like we was all alone by ourselves, you know. And mm. We'd talk to the Lord, and uh, then it was during that time that He told me about the uh, people who uh, was teaching and picking up Christians to be a witness for Christ, you know. And uh, so that's where we started memorizing scripture and uh, uh, trying to get others to come to know Jesus as a Savior. But after the war was over, I made a, a point to be discharged because I wanted to prepare myself for the ministry. Now, you, what led you to want to go into the ministry? Was it just a prompting in your heart that you felt? Or was it something that the Lord did gradually over time? Or was it more sudden? Well, I... Uh, we talked a lot about telling these people about Jesus, and I, I felt as though I needed to come out of the service and prepare myself for the ministry. I hadn't uh, really, uh, I hadn't had a high school education. I just mm -hmm. I've got a, a, just one of these uh, things they put out at the time. I can't remember my name, but anyway, mm -hmm. I, I took that test and. Uh, I got a diploma from a uh, school in New Orleans, Louisiana. The only time I was ever in there was to go get my discharge. <laughs> and uh, so uh, anyway, we uh, went on to Columbia Bible College. Mm. And then I was there for two years and came out and uh, I... Uh, uh, went ahead and tried to get into ministry various ways and and um, the Lord uh, opened doors for me and I started preaching the gospel and uh, so the Lord blessed our ministry and uh, I, I uh, told someone the other day he was asking about it I said well you know I, I said I, I didn't realize it but I heard a little thing later on that uh, said uh, uh, life is short death is sure sin is accursed and Christ is a cure mm. and I said that's kind of been my message mm. down through the years you know and uh, so uh, I not having an education that uh, uh, to be a big uh, preacher so to speak but I was able to preach in small places and we did start one church Planted church, and uh, we had a good ministry there for about eight years, and the church is still going on after fifty some years. Mm. Uh, Was that in preach, Florida? Preach God, yes, and well, in Central Florida, yes, sir. Oh. Uh, and uh, so uh, we uh, uh, we've had a good life. We the Lord's been good to us, and every church I ever pastored in, uh, I could go back. And the people still love us, <laughs> and we have we have Christmas presents from people that from the very first church we started, I uh, worked in, and uh, the Lord has blessed us and met our needs, and it's just been a wonderful life to mm. serve the Lord, and and uh, it's, it just was. Uh, I wish I could have had more of education, maybe could have done a little more, but. I just give the simple plan of salvation and preach Christ and 
and people accepted Jesus as their Savior. I so you, a, got, you got to see the power of the gospel at work. Yes, sir. And, and uh, I, uh, they, they seemed to love me. The people seemed to love me. And even now, uh, many of them, right when they want somebody to pray for them, they right ask me to pray for certain things. Mm. And uh, I know one lady uh, that was there when we started the church, and that was uh, been almost 60 years ago. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, she told me, we went by to see her, she said, I wish I could hear you preach one more time. Mm. And so the Lord, regardless of my little little learning, you might say, in, uh, but God used it. Mm. Because I love the Lord, and I love souls, and uh, I want to see them saved. And uh, so God blessed. servant of the Lord and we're just chatting with him about the things that the Lord has brought him through uh, World War II and serving on a, a boat in the English Channel and then uh, planting churches and and uh, uh, just all kinds of different things the Lord has brought brought him through I, I wanted to ask you this when uh, I mean planting churches and pastoring is not an easy task um, when you seem to hit a brick wall, when things got tough, um, when it seemed like, you know, situations were getting dark, what what kept you going? What kept you from, you know, just turning your back on the Lord and saying, that's it, I'm done with it? Well, uh, I think it's because I knew the Lord hadn't forsaken me and that He was with me and uh, mm. he, he helps me uh, and... I was amazed at how the people accepted the message that I preached without the education a lot of people have. So it was strictly the help of the Lord that helped me because I had a desire to preach Christ and to tell people about Jesus and see them get saved. And uh, it seemed as though the Lord blessed that effort. And, uh, that's all I can say. I know it wasn't mm. because I had a lot of education and I had a lot of money or anything like that. And when we started that church in Central Florida, uh, we had a fellow there that started with me. He was a real help, and he was a real soul winner, and uh, we had a good time together. If we had a need, we'd meet and pray about it. And uh, like for a piano one time, we need the piano. And uh, we were praying, and my friend said, well, said, is it a need? And we said, yes, we need a piano. He said, well, let's go get one. And he was that way. And uh, he was a good soul, soul winner. <laughs> and uh, so uh, it just was, well, we just loved the folks, and the folks loved us. Mm. And uh, we had no problem in the church. We were in the uh, when I remember one lady saying one time to me, she said, we, we'd been there for a little over two years, and she said, you know, 
all the churches I've been in before, some of them would have some arguments or something, you know, come up. She said, but we haven't had any disturbance like that since I've been here. Hmm. And uh, so everything runs smooth and God blessed. And, and all I can do is say, it wasn't because I was a wise man or, or uh, had a lot of education or anything, but just that God blessed the uh, effort to be putting out, try to win souls to Christ and, and uh, help them to uh, follow the Lord. Hmm. You know, that reminds me of something that I would be interested in your thoughts. I, I certainly appreciate the Bible college education that I received, but at the same time, I've run across a lot of men, young men, who think that, you know, because they've been seminary trained or because they have a whole lot of education, that's what makes them, you know, extra special. That's what gets the power of God on their lives. And uh, that, I mean, that's a good thing to have, but that's not really the secret, is it? No, not altogether. Yeah. Uh, I went by after I left the church we planted, and but before then, uh, of course, I was taking odd jobs here and there, trying to make money and go along, and uh, so uh, I was able to get a, a job with a running a, a garbage truck. God blessed it though, and I I remember. Um, had a radio program, and uh, one, and I had it at eight o'clock in the morning, on Sunday morning, and I, I preached over one time and said to him, "Well, look, it's eight o'clock, and you still got time to get out of bed, and get ready to go to church." <laughs> so, uh, stop at the school to pick up some some of the trash, you know, and garbage, and so a black lady come out, hey, I want to speak to you, Brother Hendricks. He said, "You know, I want to give you a dollar on that." on your radio program. She said, you know, my husband had the radio on when you come in when you was preaching and he, when you said that you still got time to get up and go to church, he said, he said, I can do that. So he got up and got ready and went to church that day. <laughs> so uh, the Lord just seemed to bless every little way that way. But anyway, uh, I come back by after I left the church and was back visiting and run by the post office. And the post after man that was there said, Brother Hendricks, I, I want to talk to you a minute. He said, I want to tell you that the people here have appreciated you because you didn't mind driving a garbage truck to make mm. money mm. to live on while you preached the gospel. Mm. And so uh, regardless of what came along that way, it seemed like it turned out for the blessings of the Lord, even mm. driving a garbage truck. <laughs> People noticed it. And uh, so, uh, but our life has been that way, and uh, we just, the Lord just blessed in, in so many ways. And, uh, and uh, I never had any job that made much money, but we always got by. And uh, so the, the Lord was just, just good to us, and. I certainly praise the Lord for it, and uh, I, I know I, uh, it had to have been Him, it couldn't have been me. Hmm. And uh, so uh, I still love the Lord, and I still want to see souls saved, and it blesses my heart. Uh, Sometimes I 
that would like to have been in the ministry a little longer, but of course my eyesight left me in kind of and, and all, and I, mm. I couldn't pastor anymore. But uh, anyway, I've had a good life. The Lord's been good to us. We've always had a place to live, a shelter to be in, and able to get a, a warmer place in the winter and cool place in the <laughs> summer. And, and uh, always had an old car I could drive around. And so uh, uh, it's been the Lord. I mm. mean, I had nothing uh, to brag about within myself at all. But it was just a blessing of the Lord. And uh, I still love the Lord and look forward to His coming. And and uh, I know everything's going to be all right <laughs> when the Lord calls. Because one day, as a 16-year-old boy, I asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save my soul. And, and I promised Him I'd go wherever He wanted us to go. Hmm. That's what we said when we got married. We had a, uh, my wife's sister saying, wherever he leads, I'll go. Hmm. And that's been our uh, following and, and all. And so the, we've had a good life. Hmm. We haven't had big mansions and big cars and things like that, but we've always been able to get around. And uh, people have loved us. and. Uh, they prayed with us and for us, and, and we appreciate it so much. And uh, I say, I have a good life, and certainly I praise the Lord for it. And I know it was His doing because I was just a little old country boy, and uh, with not much of education, but just knew the Lord and wanted others to hear about Jesus. Well, you know, I uh, want to do a couple things. First of all, I want to shake your hand. And uh, thank you for serving our country, number one. Whenever I run across a veteran uh, and I have the opportunity, I always shake their hand and say thank you. There's so much uh, uh, ungratefulness uh, around, unfortunately, in our country today. And then uh, I'm going to shake your hand again <laughs> and give you a hug for serving the Lord and, uh, and preaching the Word and being an example for, for me. And, and uh, I wish we had more time. Uh, to uh, to continue on the interview, and it seems like uh, I try to limit myself to 15 minutes, but it never seems to stay 15 minutes. It always seems to go longer yeah. uh, meeting different folks. But uh, maybe you're sitting at home and you're thinking, "Boy, I I, uh, I I I I deserve more. I in order to serve the Lord, I've got to have I've got to have X amount of this, or or I I need a." A better car. I need a better place. I need a better this before I'm going to serve the Lord. And and you know what, friends? It's a reminder to me as well that we do, we're faithful to Him, and He's going to take care of us. He's going to be faithful to us. We might be we might be flipping burgers somewhere, and uh, I've done a little bit of that, and probably ate too many burgers while I was doing it too. But yeah. uh, flipping burgers, driving a, a garbage truck, serving the Lord. And just doing what it takes. I've I've met so many pastors who are bivocational, and uh, they they pastor a church and and they also hold down a, a part or sometimes even a full time job at the same time. And and uh, that's a conviction to me because a lot of guys in my generation think, boy, we deserve this big fat salary and uh, all these other things before we'll serve the Lord. And what a reminder, what an encouragement it is uh, for all of us 
that no matter where we are, we need to be faithful to the Lord. Amen. And see what He'll do. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, thank you for your prayers. I know you pray for us, our ministry, and we treasure that uh, above all else and, and, and really mean that. So thank you for, for spending the time with us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Well, I, I enjoy talking with you. And it's blessed my heart to see how the Lord has blessed you. Because, you know, Amanda was our first grandchild. <laughs> and uh, she's been a blessing to us. And it's really our heart to see her going on for the Lord like this and the children. And you have a little girl that I think is precious. <laughs> I've never seen a little girl like that before. I mean, and she just, uh, right away with me, that little church out here, you know, and he was there seen one day. And uh, it wasn't long before the pastor had her in his arm walking around. <laughs> and uh, she just seemed to, uh, everybody loves her. Yes. And then uh, this first time that just, the other day that the uh, two oldest children came in his aunt grandpa and uh, they they recognized me this time. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so they did. So, uh, but we we thank the Lord for it, and we just thank the Lord for His goodness to us. Thanks for joining us on the Ben Everson podcast. Learn more at beneverson.com.